Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the book of Romans with this message entitled, Worship in Holiness. Preach June the 24th, 2012 at Sugar Pine Point, South Lake Tahoe. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 15, verse 1. We are asked in the Bible to worship God in the beauty of holiness. So we want to speak to you about worship in holiness. God is holy and God has a people who are made holy for the grand purpose of worshiping God in holiness. In the Old Testament, they worshipped God by sacrificing certain prescribed animals. But in Romans 12, believers are asked to offer their bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God as spiritual worship. God is a spirit. And his worshipers must worship him in Holy Spirit and in truth. All other worship is unacceptable. God rejects the worship of wicked people. We worship God, we who are born of the Spirit, repented of our sins, trusted in Christ, Confessing him as Lord of our lives. We who are indwelt by the Holy Spirit and taught in the Holy Scriptures. We who love all God's people even as Christ loved us. We worship God with one heart, with one mind, with one mouth. We worship therefore God acceptably. The church, friends, is God's family. We are all God's children, though we are all different. Yet we are all one. We are of one Father, one Lord Jesus Christ rules us. One Holy Spirit guides us. We are members of one body, serving one another. When one suffers... We all suffer, and when one rejoices, we all rejoice. There are strong believers and weak believers in God's church. Paul was a strong believer. He wanted the weak believers to grow up and become strong and mature. So first, in this text, we are told of our divine obligation. So he tells us in 15 verse 1, We who are strong ought, or fail omen, ought, we are obligated to bear with the weaknesses of the weak and not please ourselves. Love is not self-seeking and self-pleasing. 
Love is considerate of others in the family of God. Paul was aware of selfish people in the church. For he says in Philippians 2 and verse 21. For everyone looks out for his own interests. Not those of Jesus Christ. But Timothy was different. He took a genuine interest in the affairs of the church in Philippi. So Paul exhorts the Philippian church. Philippians 2, 3 through 5. Do nothing. Out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Though Paul was morally strong and could eat all foods, he did not please himself. He refused to offend the weak Christians by enjoying his freedom in their presence and thus wound their conscience and destroy them for whom Christ died. He knows the truth taught by Christ himself that all food is clean and no food is unclean. The idea of uncleanness resides in the mind of the weak the weak brother in Christ. The strong is to receive the weak, love the weak, fellowship with the weak, help the weak, and teach the word of God to the weak that he will also enjoy a strong conscience. The strong majority should not crush the weak minority. They have a divine obligation. We who are strong ought. Paul was strong. Ought to bear with the weaknesses of the weak. So the strong have a divine obligation, a divine duty to bear with their failings. So Paul's policy was not to please himself, but to please the weak. So we read, do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the church of God, even as I try to please everybody in every way. For I'm not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. He told us in Galatians 6 and verse 2, bear one another's burden and thus fulfill the law of Christ. The strong faith people are to help little faith people so that they may become strong. Remember the story 
of the paralytic in Mark chapter 2. Thank God he had four strong friends who carried him to Jesus and he was healed. He got up and took his mat and walked with his strong friends home. The weak need the strong. Remember, when we were still weak and powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. The strong also become weak, but God's grace makes them strong to live for God's glory. Jesus said to St. Paul, who was weak because of the thorn in the flesh, But the Lord told him, my grace is sufficient for you. Joy, children, joy is spelled this way. Jesus first, J. Others second, O. You third, Y. Joy. You please Jesus first, then others And yourself last, you experience what, sir? Joy Joy in the Holy Ghost. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. The unbelievers, they are self-centered, twisted. The unbeliever is incapable of pleasing God or his neighbor. And so in Romans 8 and verse 8, we read, Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot, cannot please God. We do not please people for our own selfish purposes like some politicians and most preachers. We read of a successful politician, Absalom. He pleased everybody and stole the hearts of the Israelites. So he could become king in place of his own father, David. Paul refused to please men By compromising essential truths. He refused to please the Judaizers who taught that salvation comes through law keeping. So we read in Galatians 1 and verse 10. Am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. But St. Paul did not please himself, especially in matters indifferent. But in all things, he pleased God. So the second point is each one must please the other. He tells us 
in the second verse. Let each one of us please the neighbor unto the good that is his edification. He told us in Romans 13 and verse 8. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. And Romans 12, 9 and 10. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Did you hear that husband and wife? When I preach, you listen and you understand and you add faith to it. And do what the scripture says and you'll be all right. right. You don't need psychiatrists, psychologists. You don't need two million dollars. I have a better way. Hear and do the will of God. Each one, it says. The strong as well as the weak. Has this responsibility. The weak cannot say... You are strong, so you please me all your life. I will remain weak. No. Let each one of us please his neighbor. Jesus tells each one of us, deny yourself. Take up the cross and follow me. He said, deny yourself, not assert yourself in the Corinthian church at the agape feast the rich neglected the poor so we read in 1 Corinthians 11 20 through 22 when you come together it is not the Lord's supper you eat for as you eat each of you goes ahead without waiting for anybody else one remains hungry another gets drunk Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you for this? Certainly not. They acted not in love. These rich Corinthians pleased themselves. They neglected the poor. They did not pursue the ways of peace. And edification of one another. When we please ourselves. The weak stumble and fall. They are wounded and destroyed. And torn down and crushed. How can then such people worship God. In holiness. In spirit. And in truth. Let the strong take the initiative. To help the weak. Receive the weak into your heart. Fellowship with the weak. The temptation is for the rich to fellowship with the rich. Masters with masters. Slaves with slaves. And vegetarians with vegetarians. The command is what? Let each one not please himself but his neighbor for his good. For his edification love seeks the other's interests 
Love considers others, consults their views and interests. Friends, we do not live alone. We are a family, the mother, and this is true, the new mothers will tell you, wakes up at the cry of the newborn infant and feeds him without complaining. So each one must please his neighbor. This is the way of Jesus, the way of love. Paul introduces himself to us in Romans 1, 1 as Paulus doulos Christu Esu. He is the born slave of Christ. We all, friends, are born slaves of Christ. So we also serve one another. Let each one of us please his neighbor. That's the first consideration. It is a present imperative aresketo in the Greek. It is a continuous action. We do this always till our death. It is not a one-time thing. We do please others for his good, for his edification. Love builds up, not tear down. So we read in Romans 14, 17 through 19. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. Let us therefore make what? Every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and 1 Peter 4 speak that each believer, weak as well as strong, is given certain spiritual gifts to serve the church for the edification of every believer. So we do serve one another in this church. The greatest edification comes, of course, to us by the preaching of the word. The third point is the word of God. So we read Paul's last words to the elders of the Ephesian church. This is the last word. Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace. Which, that is the word of his grace, can build you up, edify, make you strong, give you spiritual muscle, and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Even Christ did not please himself, and Paul quotes a fragment of the Old Testament. Psalm 69 verse 9 to prove this point. What point? That Christ himself did not please himself. This is the first of six quotations from the Old Testament in this 15th chapter of Romans. 
And what is the fragment he quotes? The insults of those who insult you, that is God the Father, have fallen on me. In this Psalm 69, David was prophesying of the Messiah, David's own son. Jesus Christ suffered in his person the insults directed by the wicked to God himself. If Christ had pleased himself, he would not have died on the cross and we would not have been saved. But Jesus did not please himself. We read in John's gospel that he always pleased his father doing exactly what he had told him. It was his food, we are told, to do the will of God and to finish it. His incarnation was for the purpose to fulfill what is written in the scriptures. He said in his high priestly prayer, I have brought you glory on earth, having finished the work you gave me to do. We bring honor to God when we obey God by obeying God's word. And from the cross, he cried out, Tetelestai, it is finished. The work is done. So even Christ did not please himself. And so we read in Philippians 2, 6 through 8. Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But made himself nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death on a cross. So look at Psalm 69, which he quotes. It speaks, the psalm speaks of many of Messiah's enemies. Psalm 69 verse 4. It says his own brothers did not like him. And we read this in John 7, 2 through 5. His own brothers did not believe in him. Psalm 69 verse 8. He had four brothers. We do not see his four brothers at the cross. So Jesus gave his mother to John to take care of her. And Psalm 69 verse 12, we read, rulers mocked him. And the same verse tells, he, the Messiah, became the song of the drunkards. And so it happened. We read in Matthew 27, 41 through 44. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can save himself. 
He is the king of Israel, sir. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I'm the son of God. In the same way, the robbers who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. It is the height of cruelty to mock a dying innocent man. So this is speaking, the psalm is speaking of the substitutionary atonement. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and he was raised for our justification. Thank God he did not please himself. Thank God he said, not my will, but thine be done. So we are saved and we are healed. He who knew no sin became sin for us, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So the writer to Hebrews says, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, and yet without sin. Or listen to Hebrews 7 verse 26. Such a high priest meets our need. One who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. For Paul, scripture puts an end to all arguments. That's why he cites the scripture. Psalm 69 verse 9 proves that Christ did not please himself. He pleased his father, accomplishing our redemption by his cruel death on the cross. You may ask why he quotes scriptures always. The answer is given in Romans 15 and verse 4. Pay attention to it. Because whatever is written formerly is written for our, our own hemeteron. There is emphasis for our instruction that through endurance and through encouragement of the scriptures, that is through endurance and through encouragement that come to us from the reading and believing the scriptures, we might have hope. Do you know the Harvard University, when it started, they believed in this text and made the Bible in its entirety the textbook and taught everything else from the perspective of God's word. It is written for our education. Dr. John Stott speaks about five truths about scriptures. First, contemporary intention. It was written for our instruction. It is written for the education of all the people of God, though 
it was written formerly. And he says in 2 Timothy 3.16 the same thing. All scripture is God breathed and is profitable first. Our education, our instruction, pros didascalian. Second, inclusive value of the scriptures. Not just Psalm 69 verse 9, profitable for education, but every scripture, everything written in the past. Number three, Christological focus. All scriptures speak of Christ. And Luke 24, 27, and John 5, 39. Number four, practical purpose. What's the practical purpose of the written scriptures? The church's textbook. To give us hope of salvation. To make us wise unto salvation. To give us endurance, encouragement, and hope of the glory of God. To give us hope of eternal life. To give us hope of the redemption of our body. To give us hope of the new heaven and new earth. To give us the hope of dwelling with God. The hope of the beatific vision which is happiness to the nth degree. Number five, divine message. What is the scripture speaking Well, verse 5 of Romans 15 says, God is speaking through the scriptures. God himself is speaking to us through the word. So we don't preach politics, psychology, science, philosophy. We don't. We preach the word of God which alone is capable of educating us, giving us endurance, spiritual muscle, giving encouragement to people who are gloomy and baptized in misery. The scripture lifts them up into the heavenlies that they behold Jesus Christ, our life and our hope, our Savior, our Lord, our High Priest, our King, our soon coming King. Friends, the Bible is from God. It's the Word of God. Everything in the Bible is for our education, endurance, encouragement, and hope of glory. Therefore, nothing in the Bible is without value. Turn the television off. It cannot help you, sir. And you read every other book. It cannot help you spiritually. Start reading the Bible, believing the Bible. Start listening to the preached word. Start listening to your father when he Teach us the word of God at home. Pay attention to it. All things written formerly includes now the whole Bible. 
Old Testament and what? The New Testament. And no other writings are profitable in this manner. So if you desire to have a good education, endurance, strength, spiritual muscle, encouragement and hope of salvation, you must study scriptures diligently. If not, you are fearful, weak, sick, hopeless, complaining, arguing, disobedient and sucking other people's vitals. Being weak all your life. The pagans are without hope and without God. When you act as a complaining, miserable, weak and hopeless Christian. One must conclude. Pastor will conclude that you are not a student of the Bible. We receive endurance via scriptures through the Bible. We receive encouragement, he repeats, dia, the scriptures, through the Bible. Neglect the Bible, we become weak and worldly and miserable and joyless. Not only tribulations produce endurance and hope, but study of scripture gives us endurance, encouragement and hope of the glory of God. Yet when you read Romans 15, 5, it speaks about God is the author of endurance and encouragement. This means God gives us endurance, encouragement, and hope when we read the word of God in faith. Spirit, the author of scripture, opens our eyes as we read, study, and listen to the word of God preached with total attention. Holy Spirit, through the scriptures, ministers to us all grace necessary. The scripture is the word of God's grace. Friends, it is the first means of grace and primary means of grace. Neglect the word, you become graceless. We receive abounding grace from God through the scripture that we may abound in all good works. Number four. God gives also unity necessary for worship. Unity is necessary precondition for worship of God in holiness. This God also grants us unity of mind that we may worship God acceptably. When we fight and quarrel, we may worship, but we cannot offer spiritual worship pleasing to God. It is the will of God for the weak and strong, Jews and Gentiles, masters and slaves, rich and poor. All come to worship our holy triune God with oneness of mind. Unity. 
One holy father planned our salvation because he in love chose us to salvation from eternity. One Lord Jesus Christ died and returned to life that he may rule us as our king. One Holy Spirit made us spiritually alive from the dead and dwells in us, guiding us daily. It is sinful. Therefore, we fight and quarrel. It is sinful not to get along with one another. It is sinful for the husband to fight with the wife and wife with the husband and parents with children. It's sinful to fight with God's children. It is sinful not to be of one mind. It is the will of God that we love God with all our heart and love one another. Paul is praying in this text that God may grant us unity of mind. Friends, know this sin divides and love unites. So we read in Romans 2 and verse 16, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Second Corinthians 13 and verse 11. Finally, brothers, goodbye. Aim for perfection. Listen to my appeal. Be of one mind. Live in peace and the God of love and peace will be with you. God cannot be with us when we fight, when we quarrel, when we are not of one mind. Philippians 2, 1 and 2, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being, what sir? Like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Friends, when children fight, parents grieve. When they love, Parents rejoice. Philippians 4, 2, I plead you are dear and I plead with Syntagate to agree with each other in the Lord. Jesus himself in his high priestly prayer prayed for the unity of the church. It was for unity. He prayed the longest prayer. John 17, 11, 21 through 23. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I am coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them by the power of your name. The name you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. That all of them may be one, Father. Just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me. That they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity. To let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. If he prayed for our unity, our Father will grant it to us. We can receive and enjoy it now. 
We cannot worship God without this love unity. Husband and wife are not two, they are one. In the same way, the people of God are many, yet they are one in the Holy Spirit. They have the mind of Christ. How can we who have seen Christ crucified for us, how can we who denied ourselves to follow Christ, how can we who pray thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, how can we who by the Spirit confessed Jesus Christ as our Lord and so we are ourselves are his bond servants, how then can we be disunited? When we come to worship our triune God, we therefore must strive to maintain the unity of the Spirit. That is the unity Holy Spirit already achieved in the bond of peace. So we are told in Ephesians 4, 3, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. In Colossians 3, 12 through 14, Paul says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive us, the Lord forgave you over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. If we do not worship God in the unity of mind, God will not be pleased and we will not be blessed. So before we come to worship, let us get right with God by getting right with his people. Paying attention to the scripture I am going to read to you. Mark 11 verse 25, and when you stand praying. See, you came to church and you are standing and you are praying. If you hold anything against anyone, forgive him. So that your father in heaven will hear your prayer and forgive your sins. Otherwise, he refuses to hear our prayers. Matthew 5, 23, 24, therefore, therefore, if you are offering your gifts, that is worshiping at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift, and the Lord will accept your worship. And husbands and wives, if you are living such a miserable, fighting, quarreling life at home, listen to this. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 7, husbands in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect. As notice the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life. So that nothing will what? Hinder your prayers. And Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, in your anger do not sin. It's a dangerous thing to be angry. 
And you can justify it by saying what? It's holy anger. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold so that you can pray and God will hear your prayers. Psalm 66, 18 and 19. If I had cherished the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened, but God has surely listened and heard my voice of prayer. Friends, the precondition to spiritual worship, worship in the beauty of holiness is the unity of mind. It is the will of Christ Jesus revealed. The text says in the Holy Scriptures, kata kriston esun. Verse 5. It is the will of God that we do this way. It is the will of God that we be united. It is the will of Jesus Christ that we be united. When we come to worship God. We do not please ourselves. We please God and our brothers and sisters in Christ. Even Christ did not please himself. But pleased the father by his substitutionary atonement. Our scripture states. The scripture is written as our textbook for our edification. Through the scriptures we might receive endurance, encouragement, hope and the unity of mind. Now the final purpose, sir, of our spiritual unity. Why do we need to have unity of mind? What is the final purpose, the grand purpose of our spiritual unity? It is that with one heart and with one mouth, we worship, we glorify our God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. With one heart, the word is homotumadon, used 11 times in the New Testament. 10 times outside of this verse, in the book of Acts. And I listened to this, in the book of Acts. And one heart falls into two categories. One heart created by the Holy Spirit that the people of God can worship God. And one heart created by the devil to oppose the people of God. They are united. They have one heart, one mind, and one mouth to oppose God, to oppose the true church, to oppose the people of God. Well, thank God you are here because the Holy Spirit created in us one heart, one mouth, and one mind to praise God, to worship God in spirit and in truth. So we read in Acts chapter 2, 4, and 11, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak in other tongues as spirit enabled them. Both Jews and converts to Judaism. Cretans and Arabs. They said we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our tongues. With one accord they spoke the word of God. 
And therefore we come to our psalm. It says how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity for there. Not any other place. For there. The Lord dwells there. The Lord bestows blessing. Even what's her life for evermore. And such worship ascends to the throne of God like sweet incense. Psalm 141 says, O Lord, I call to you. Come quickly to me. Hear my voice when I call to you. May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. Such worship of God's holy people with one mind, one mouth, one heart will receive divine benediction. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.